We welcome in Furman basketball coach Bob Ritchie, who will guide his team into the Southern Conference Tournament this week and have his team going in as the number one seed and the regular season champion. First of all, Coach, thank you so much for joining us, and congratulations on the season and the championship. How you feeling? Well, we're all feeling pretty good around here, and, um, you know, coming off that performance on Saturday was a high-level game, you know, at Sanford. The, the place was basically sold out, and national TV, and the winner was going to get the one seed, and, you know, it was just great to see our guys come out with that type of composure and confidence, and, and um, you know, really to be able to to be able to do that on the road in that environment with everything that was on the line was was a lot of fun, but um, you know it's it's one of those deals. It's a it's a fine balance at this level. You know, I mean, at the high major level, you're sitting around and, and basically going on a vacation trip this weekend for your mm-hmm. conference tournament because you, you know you know your situation in the NCAA tournament. But you know, for for us at this level, the reality is you know a lot of the season gets put into these three days, and um, you know, so it's it's a fine balance of, of being excited, you know, it's the first one seed around here since 1991. It's a long time. And, um, you know, to, to understand the accomplishment of winning that championship in the league of this magnitude. But you got to quickly flip the page and, and make sure we get our attention to Asheville and, um, you know, make sure we're prepared to play our best, you know, when our best is needed. Well, if anybody knows what it's like to be in a one-team league and know what it's like for winner-take-all, especially when you get to that championship game of the tournament, it would be you after what happened last year. And how much of what happened in that game has driven you and driven your team to this point, to this season, and may even motivate you to the point where you can go that next step? Well, I think it's been a big motivator. And, um, you know, I think just this off season, you know, just the work and the camaraderie of our team and, you know, we, we lost two really good players off that team that it, it probably isn't talked about enough. You know, a, a starting point guard that was a four-year starter for us that, you know, before Mike and Slaw eclipsed it, you know, last game was all-time winning player in Furman history and Alex Hunter. And we had another fifth-year senior in Conley Garrison who was just as tough as it gets. And, you know, we, we had to we had to figure out some different things in terms of who was going to be our point guard and, you know, who, who was going to fill in a couple of those two starter spots. And, um, but, you know, it's just been a, it's been neat to see the old guys continue to get better and continue to work and really try to, to, to lead the younger guys. But, you know, the interesting thing about this team is five of the nine that play are underclassmen. And so we actually have, in terms of underclassmen production, we have the fourth highest in the league. And, you know, I think it's VMI first, then Wofford, ETSU, and then us. And so that's been really the big thing is, is our young guys have really grown up. And, you know, J.P. Pegues goes for 20 in that, in, that, in that game on Saturday. He's a sophomore point guard. Uh, ben Vanderwall, freshman, made the all-freshman team, you know, today. And Alex Williams and Tyrese Huey and Carter Witt, you know, all those guys have really stepped up and been key contributor for us. And so when you add that to the mix of what the two fifth years in, in, in Mike and, and Jalen Slauson have been able to do, it's just been a complete team. And, um, you know, I do think that – there's definitely been some motivation to, you know, hey, let's go give this our best and um, let's continue to get better. And this team, out of all six that we've had, we've had some really, really good teams. I would say this team has improved the most in the season. And, um, you know, I think a lot of that is just their fuel to continue to push through. And, you know, it's like I told them the other day, like, hey, you know, you guys are calloused. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like you've been through some hard. And, um, you know, before you're calloused, you know, some of that stuff can mess you up a little bit. But, 
this group has been calloused and, and, and they've been able to continue to endure and to continue to press forward in, in, in different points of adversity and, and really, to be honest, we have just played what I think was our most complete game of the season. Yeah. I mean, you go to Sanford, like you said, sold out national TV. You win by 14 there. That's that's impressive. And, and that came just a, a couple of games after you had that surprising, I guess to us, surprising loss at the Citadel. So I guess it can kind of show you how fragile you can be from time to time. You go down, you drop that game to the Citadel, but then you rebound, you beat East Tennessee, you beat Mercer, and you beat Sanford. Was that maybe a, a little bit of a late-season wake-up call for the guys to lose that game down in Charleston? Well, I, th- I think definitely, you know, just to just to understand that anybody can beat you. And, um, you know, I'm actually sitting here watching the end of that game right now because we can potentially play them on Saturday. It's either going to be them or, or, or Mercer. And, um, you know, it was a classic case of just we had won eight in a row and we were playing really, really well. And we, I think our margin of victory in the four games prior was 24 points. And, and you can just see it. Like, first of all, Citadel played great, and, and that can happen at home. You know, they're playing, they're playing a really good team. They're excited to play. And, you know, hey, let's just go give this a shot. And all of a sudden they start making a bunch of shots. And, you know, for us, it looked like we just kind of let our guard down. Mm-hmm. We, didn't, we didn't quite have the same defensive focus that was necessary. And you get in that game and it's tight, and all of a sudden you're like, man, what's going on? And really you just got to find a way to finish it off. And for the most part, this team's done a good job of that. But on that particular night, we didn't. And, um, you know, it was, we led for the, we, we led for a lot of the game. Uh, but it was one of those deals where we'd get up five, six, seven, and then they'd make a run. We'd get up five, six, seven, they'd make a run and tie it. And then you'd do that four or five times, and then all of a sudden they tie it up, and then they'd make a player too late, and they beat you. I do think it was good for us. And what we did was we kind of simulated, you know, we got on the bus, and that same night, Sanford played Greensboro, and, and Sanford beat them. And so what that did was, it still allowed us to control our own destiny. And what I told the team on the bus is I said, look, you know, you look at college basketball right now, and for whatever reason, I noticed this, like a lot of these teams that are on big win streaks or playing well, when they finally do lose one, you see them lose another one. And you remember the stretch that Kansas had there a month or so ago, uh, Tennessee loses at Vanderbilt, turns around, loses to, to Missouri. Uh, Charleston loses at home to Hostra and then goes on the road and loses to Drexel. Um, and there was like there was like five or six scenarios where I was like, you know what, we we the biggest thing is we just got to find a way to win this next game. And and what I told him, I said, look, we're gonna have to win three in a row. We might as well just practice that format, and you know understand, hey, look, we we have to win the next one to stay in the race, and then we got to win the next one to stay in the race. And if we don't win those two, we're not gonna have a chance to win a championship. But if we do, if we do, then now let's go to to Birmingham for all the marbles. And um, that's exactly how it shaped up. And we were able to get that win and, and um, do it in a, do it in a pretty fun fashion. So, yeah, I think it was a good. I think overall, all three of our conference losses, I think we learned something, and uh, that's what you want to do as a team. You're not going to win them all. You want to lose well, and uh, you want to lose with humility, and you want to make sure you find a way to get better from that losing. Sure, sure. Visiting with Bob Ritchie, Furman basketball coach, headed off to the Southern Conference tournament up in Asheville. For him and the Paladins, uh, the play will begin on Saturday, Saturday, Sunday, and they hope Monday in a championship game. And, you know, you go back, we were just talking earlier in the show about the impact of that game, and, I mean, it just came down to a a great shot from midcourt at the buzzer um, that that cost you an opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament. It sent uh, 
Chattanooga to the NCAA tournament and eventually Lamont Paris to South Carolina. So you wonder, you know, how fortunes might have changed if things had been different, but you can't do anything about that. But I know as the number one seed, you want to do the best you can to avoid being in a situation where you can lose like that again, like some some kind of freaky play at the end that might knock you out. That's you got to kind of stay away from that situation. Well, I mean, you know, it's one of those deals where it's, um, you know, it was an incredible basketball game. And, and um, I remember sitting there in the middle of the game thinking, like, this is one of the best games I've been a part of. And, and I still feel that way. I mean, it was it was, it was, was just two heavyweights going at it. And, um, you know, it got in overtime and, and we made the play to take the lead. And, you know, we just – we scored it a few seconds too early. Mm. And um, – you know, maybe just a second too early. I mean, that's how crazy this stuff is. But you know what? Just, um, you know, as a person of faith, I, I just always think that there's a reason for everything. And I think there's opportunity to learn and everything you go through. And, you know, it's sometimes you look at life and for whatever reason, we, we seek comfort and, and we want to avoid hard. But when I when I really analyze the 39 years of my life, the most growth that I have is, is during suffering and during difficult. And, you know, that was my message to the team the next day. Like, this is this is either going to be a stepping stone or it's going to be a stumbling block. And the choice is going to be up to the people in this room. And we're not going to sit around and bellyache about this. You know, you're going to get a lot of text messages saying we deserve to win. And I said, you know, the quicker we realize that's not true, the faster we can move on. Because we did deserve to win for 44 minutes and 55 seconds. But the reality is the shot did go in. And we had to acknowledge that. We had to embrace that, and, and we had to be willing to learn from it. And um, I really don't. I, I don't. I don't have any. You know, people said, "Hey, you'll never forget it," and things like that. Like, I mean, I do. I do occasionally think about it, but I don't sit around thinking where would where would I be or where would we be or, you know, this is this is this has been our like I said, this has been our first championship around here since 1991 to go in as the one seed, and um, you know, hey, that maybe that produced that. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. There's an announcement that you know we got we got a ten million dollar gift for our arena and we're about to in the next year we're going to renovate this whole place and do a forty million dollar project. Maybe maybe that you know the ball being on the one yard line created the momentum to make that happen. You know, like we've seen fundraising support that's at a that's at a never before level around here. Uh, we've seen home attendance this year that's been that's been incredible sellouts and you know largest home game attendance at the Wofford game downtown in the history of the program, and so. The way I'm gonna choose to look at it is, hey, yeah, it was hard, but maybe, maybe that was, maybe that was the fire that lit this thing to continue to push it forward. And um, you know, I still feel, I still feel like we got better days ahead. And um, you know, being in that game Saturday just affirmed that. Like we, we've still got ways that we can continue to push this program forward. And you know, we keep making a facility push, and we keep continuing to build resources. And this beautiful city, beautiful campus, great degree. I mean, it's um, we could just be getting started around here. Sure, sure. Last thing, as you look ahead to the tournament, and you guys are at the top, you're the number one seed, so everybody will be gunning for you. And, you know, you got Sanford and Greensboro right there. But as you look through the field, is there a dark horse in your mind, somebody who maybe is down the seating a little bit, but they've played good basketball in uh, January, February, uh, and there's somebody that you got to keep an eye on who could win some games and be a problem uh, later in the tournament. Well, I mean, not not to dodge your question at all, but I mean, I think one thing this league has proven, I mean, that, that really could be anybody, Phil. I mean, it's just it's one of those situations. I mean, ETSU beats Greensboro, 
you know, Saturday. Hmm. And, um, you know, three weeks ago, Greensboro beat ETSU by 30. Hmm. And so it's it's one of those deals where I think the portal is going to create a lot of this. I think what you're going to see is, like, consistency is is going to be a little bit more rare as we move forward, if this continues to go with all the transitional components. Because you're, you're going to have on rosters, you're going to have enough talent to beat certain people on certain nights. Do you, do you have enough consistency to do it, you know, most nights, right? And so it, I don't think it's going to be clear-cut, like, hey, look, this team's going to walk over this team and this team's going to lose them all and this team's going to win them all. I think, I think because of the portal, it, it's going to be like, you know, you, you got a lot of rosters that are built quick. You got a lot of rosters that are built fast. So on certain nights, it all's clicking, right? But, like, is, is the wiring of the team strong enough to where you can have a sustainable, consistent effort with that? And so I think for us, we, we just got to make sure, sure, people are going to be gunning for us. That's fine. Um, but we got we to gotta, we gotta hunt. You know, we can't yeah. walk around saying we're the hunted. Like, we, we got to be the aggressor. You know, we're the one seed. Like, we got to go in there, and we got to make sure we're giving people our best shot. And and I think that's where we've got to make sure, you know, what does that look like? Well, we we feel like in 31 games we kind of have an idea, like, what does our best look like? And we got to go out there instead of worrying about the pressure of this. We just got to worry about, hey, let's go try to just get to us, and let's go try to get to what that looks like, and let's go play our best ball, and let's go have fun doing it. Uh, Paladin fans gonna jam the arena up there. Gonna travel big to Asheville. That's the plan. You know, that's the plan. We, we've we've had we've had a our, our fan base has really grown, and um, you know, there's a lot of energy around this right now. And um, I've never had this issue. As soon as you were calling me, actually, you know, usually we get you know 100 tickets or whatever, and you know, we're trying to find people to utilize them. Hmm. And um, each year it's grown. But my my ops guy just handed me a list and told me that we're. 96 ticket request over um and so you know we've we got we've got some we got we got to call 96 people and let them know that we we can't we can't give them tickets which, <laughs> hey, that's great you know what i mean like yeah. i mean we got 190 we got 196 people on this list and you know in the in the past i can remember this list had 50 people on it you know it's just so i think we're going to have a pretty good contingent up there typically the tournament grows each day uh, i'm hoping any Furman fans that are listening tonight you know that that we we Home court advantage is up for grabs, and um, we need to make sure that we have a presence at noon on Saturday because you got to treat this as basically three one-game seasons, and um, we just got to go give everything we got to this game on Saturday and uh, find another way to put that jersey on the next day. Well, I, I don't know how much you look at brackets because, I mean, in your situation, it really doesn't matter. You win, you're in, you don't, you're not. Uh, and, of course, Lenardi, he's got you in as the 14 seed in Greensboro uh, to play Tennessee who lost their starting very fine point guard last night. So at least he thinks you're going to win the tournament and get in. Well, I mean, it's, um, I, you know, I don't pay attention to a ton of that, but, you know, it is it is neat to see that, that people are expecting that and believing that can happen. And, um, you know, now we just got to go at this one at a time and enjoy it and, um, you know, see if we can be sitting there fortunate enough Monday night to be cutting down those nets. Well, good luck to you. Uh, we thank you so much for being with us. Congratulations to you and your players uh, winning the honors and winning the uh, regular season championship. Fantastic for the program and for the university. I know how big the basketball program and how important it is to uh, Furman. So best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again uh, perhaps next week about getting ready for an NCAA game uh, in another week or so. 
Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great. Well, I always appreciate you having me on, Phil, and uh, look forward to talking again. Thank you, Coach. Always a pleasure. Take care. All right, Bob, uh, Bob Ritchie, uh, coach at Furman, and he has just done a, a fantastic job there. Just look at his record. Uh, he's done a tremendous job at Furman and uh, kept it going, kept it going and, and, and building on it as well. And tough, tough loss, tough end of the season as far as the uh, Southern Conference Tournament last year, as we talked about. And uh, no doubt energized and invigorated and fired up about the opportunities to uh, get to the NCAA tournament this year. 24 and 7, 15 and 3 in the conference this year. So they've had a great year. Mike Bothwell, first team all conference, 18 points a game. Jalen Slauson, player of the year, uh, 16 points per game, about seven uh, rebounds per game. So. He's an excellent player from down in the low country. All right, thanks to Coach Ritchie for being with us tonight.